Welcome to another episode of the Hazardous Casuals Podcast. I'm one of your hosts and your Game Master, Matt. I'm so glad that you're joining us for another episode, and we greatly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we are fast approaching the end of our prequel arc. After this, we only have two episodes away from finishing up our prequel arc, and we are super excited about that. Now, we did have a horrible mishap at, uh, on our last episode, our last session of the prequel arc. We actually lost the session's recording. It was recording, and when everything went to rendering, it either the file was corrupted or it just we just lost that recording. So we're going to end up doing sort of a special episode to wrap up the prequel arc, talk about actually how the, the episode ended uh, and sort of how this arc ended and set things up for the really the next arc in the, the story so far. And we're going to talk a little bit about the journey so far with, with the players and the characters. So we're looking forward to that and hope you enjoy that as well. So moving forward, if you'd like to keep up to date with the show, the podcast, you can check us out on Twitter at Hazardous Casual. And you can also contact us at our email account. And that's hazardouscasuals at gmail.com. You can also check out our Podbean page where we have some info about the world of Valeria, uh, the characters of the campaign. And also, we're going to be uploading a page for resources for gaming as well. We would greatly appreciate it if you could go and give us a review on iTunes and tell your friends about us. So with all that out of the way, we're going to do some character introductions since we have a new player, Seth, who will be joining us uh, not just this session, but he'll actually be joining the party. And then we'll hop right into this episode. So my character is Raytheon Mistweave. He is a woodland elf ranger. His uh, strengths really are in uh, in ranged combat, and uh, he has some primal magic as well. He's got some stealth stuff going on now. Um, years of living in the wild have taught him to expect the unexpected. Um and through those years in the wild, he uh, he feels as though he basically exhausted his capabilities there learning by himself, uh, bushcraft and woodscraft and things like that. And so he decided that he wanted to pursue magic. And that's how he ended up in Three Oaks uh, seeking Morty's tutelage. He doesn't really express his emotions well in words. Uh, he's not very good with people. Um... He's about five foot ten. He's got brown graying hair. He's uh, sort of a stringy build. Uh, green eyes, narrow hawk-like features, and uh, and yeah, that's that's sort of sort of what he's about. You want to sorry? Do you want to say the name one more time for me? Raytheon Mistweave. Very elvish name. Oh, thanks. All right, so uh, Seth. Uh, my guy is a uh, 12 foot tall, 400 pounds. Oh my gosh. Oh my Stop. <laughs> uh, he's a, uh, I don't know how tall he is. He's like a, what, 5 foot 10, 6 foot? I don't know. You tell me. He's a 6 foot tall, uh, motley, dark colored uh, dune mare, which is a uh, cat person. Um, he's from the southeast of this continent that we're currently on. South, southwest. Southwest, I mean. And that's a desert country. So he's basically a desert cat. And they are constantly at war with, uh, 
basically this this land of uh, this city of werewolves, where all these werewolves lives to the northeast. But they're constantly seeking land and moving further and further southwest into our territory. And uh, they've been known to go batshit crazy uh, around other other uh, uh, cat people and just uh, murderize them. So <laughs> my guy, in some way, got caught up in an altercation uh, raid against their people. And uh, through various things, having to try to escape his tribe, uh, he wound up trying to drink himself to death, um, kind of halfway in between there and Frio, which has been a kind of nowhere. And that's when he was found to kind of sit on some mention, mention, missions uh, for the big guy. And how I kind of with this whole narrative, uh, trying to kind of redeem himself or try to make a new start. And he will tell you all about Free Moon Wine as well. Donovan, so what what class are you? What career are you? Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, I am a scoundrel by nature, but really, I'm just on the straight and narrow. For yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, Gavin. My guy's name is Leo. Leo Thundershield. He is a bonder. <laughs> 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 I'm 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 a traveling basically a traveling businessman. I was always trained to be uh, taught to be uh, uh to always do what's right, always do what's fair. You know that's how to really get ahead. Um, anything you need negotiated, um, anybody you need a uh, um. Charmed, resilience, and just uh, decent in a brawl. Like that's a, I'm a I'm a big human, um, literally tradesman is my my, my class. Um, yeah, so I'll be your I'll be your face for a lot of stuff. Uh, though, um, if it's lying or anything, that that's that's better for someone else. Sure, you're an honest tradesman. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of thieves. So, Seth, how about you tell us a little bit about your character? Sure. Uh, so, my character's name is Makra. He's an orc and a monk. Um, he's right about 50 years old, so he was born around the end of the war. Um, and he, his clan is one that was uh, split in their allegiance. Um, but his small town, his small the the village that he was from was aligned with the elves, and uh, since the war, the village has been wiped out. Um, so he just kind of wanders, um, just trying to find his place in life. All right. So with our introductions out of our way, let's jump into a recap. The town of Three Oaks is shaken by a blinding light. An unsettling fog set in over the town as our heroes raced off to the temple to make sure Zeku and the stone was safe. They found Ruby unconscious on the floor, and the stone seemed to have lost whatever magical power it once held. Zeku was nowhere to be found. After healing Ruby and getting their wits about him, they set off from the temple towards Morty's Mage Academy, and quickly learned that the dead were being raised in the town. After finding their way to the academy, they found Zeku waiting for them, and their worst fears were true. Zeku was possessed through a magical artifact. In a daring move, Kachi disarmed the artifact from Zeku and freed his mind. After searching Morty's room for clues, they discovered an enchanted door 
that was hidden. Venturing down below, it began to become clear to them that Morty was hiding more than just an artifact that protected the city. But what dangers or treasures lie ahead of them in Morty's vault? Okay, so... You enter the third room and you immediately feel uh, this room is different than the previous rooms. Mm-hmm. There is an ancient feel here. All around in the room you see that there are actually tree roots that have are growing into the room and uh, kind of pushing and cracking some of the sand tiles in various places. When you look up, you actually notice that the, um, the ceiling is um, not made of stone. It's actually earth, earthen, an earthen ceiling. Um, in the center of the room, there's actually a waist-height font. Um, it could also look, basically looks like a well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from where you're standing on it, you actually can notice that there's, there's water in it. And on top are actually four wooden chalices. You also notice that the roots have grown from the sides of the rooms all the way to the center and have grown up this font and in a spiral fashion and actually going into the water uh, itself. But as you look at the roots, there's actually leaves and flowers actually blooming on the roots. It's actually a very beautiful uh, room. The stones are different colors than the past stones being just uh, gray, sort of like regular like chiseled granite. Um, these are mute, are made of muted autumn colors, and like I said, they look almost as if they're sandstone. You notice that um, there is a, a coolness to the air, a dampness in this room. Can I look around to see if there's anything at all familiar from maybe like Dune Mare mysticism? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give me. Uh, make me a um, make me a lore check. Let's do two purple difficulty. Okay, I've never made a lore check. Lore is int, and I'm a dummy. So, <laughs> well, give me a put a um. You can add a an advantage. I mean, a boost die to your check. And for this, it's going to be my lore, which is zero. Yep. Plus, uh, and then it's going to be my intellect, which is one. And so, just be one green die. One green die. And a blue die. If you want to spend a destiny point, you can. You got. You guys have got four. I gave y'all one for our new member as well tonight. Okay, you. you uh, I got a success and two threat. Yeah, you got a success and two threat. Um, you know what it is, but you're afraid <laughs> to tell us. Uh, <laughs> I think as you start looking around and you kind of look at the, um. Well, what would you look at first? Uh, tell me, what would you examine? Would you just kind of look around generally, or would you like actually? I'd sort look for of... markings, uh, probably like since it's shaped Earth. Uh, any markings, especially in the ceiling or the floor, waters were probably really precious out in the desert. So uh, maybe the way it's collected. Um, any maybe? I mean, we have like runes and stuff, um, like any of that. Okay, yeah, I think as you guys enter this room and, and the door, like a stone door, kind of shuts behind you, uh, and you guys kind of notice that, you immediately start looking around. And Ruby is just all about this room. She is just completely enamored 
Um, like from the first moment she saw it, you know, she exclaimed, it's true. It's all true. And she runs over to the well and after it just like peers into this like font and you kind of make your way over to her. And I think that's when you kind of notice like there are runes written on the top of the, the well, kind of the rim of this well. And when you touch like the, the, um, the well to sort of try and see what the runes are written. It's really hard because the the roots have actually grown up around uh, the outside in a di uh, sort of spiral fashion and into the actual water, the well. Uh, when you touch it, uh, one of the the roots actually moves really quickly uh, to your touch, mm. and that's going to give you two strain. Uh, it it kind of cuts you and uh, on the on the finger. Yeah. But what you do notice is you you've heard tales of this from like your i would say you guys probably have shaman i would think um they've told uh, tales of magical places of life or places of deep magic in the world and sometimes they take the form of um a well and no one really knows I, I think most of probably the stories you've heard is no one really knows who put them there or why they are there but to those who are tested by them um the the magic there can often grant uh the individual a blessing so i would i would convey that all to the group and just be like wow these 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 runes, we have something similar back in my homeland. But wow, like the way this water is collected, I think, I think this is some sort of, may I say, you know, wishing well or something. Where, where I've seen people can communicate sort of with it and maybe sometimes are granted boons. I mean, they are very magical, not necessarily sentient. But uh, I will say from my people's experience, do not poop. Anywhere <laughs> in this water. Okay. Um, Matt, can I make a uh, can I make a primal check to see if I could read those runes or something? You sure can. Okay. Uh, just a two purple check. Two purple primal check. Oh well, if I could click the right buttons, I'd be doing doing pretty well, huh? All right, you get a triumph. Yes, but it's a so. wash. Yep, triumph with an advantage. <laughs> triumph with an advantage. Okay, um, <clears throat> you can't make out the reading. Um, how do you want to spend that triumph and advantage? Before you ask how you want to use that triumph and advantage, when you're peering into this well and trying to read the runes, you notice that the water begins to stir. Whoever's looking there, uh, notice that the waters begin to swirl. And uh, almost as if a finger is riding upon the water, or you know how you, you might take a stick and like swirl, yeah, uh, water. It's basically what's happening, except what's being written it stays there. And um, basically, what is said is, all who enter must be tested before the way is unlocked. You know that this is this is definitely magic. It's something magical is is basically moving upon the water to cause this sort of. Um, it's not really an illusion because it's actually happening. I'm running low on ideas on how to use that advantage then because that's a lot of the information I was kind of after. 
how about this? How about you, with the triumph, um, with the advantage, the thing that you notice is that um, this is providing life. It clicks. Everything begins to click at this point. It's like seeing that last puzzle piece and, and the light bulb going off. You're reminded of, of the night you and Ruby went wolf hunting, wolf chasing. Yes. And you saw the trees and how, even though they were cut, they began to grow back. Yeah. Like, literally, they just started growing back. Um, they had sprouts on them. That, you've never seen that before. That's not how trees work. Yeah, Ruby thought it was normal. Yeah, Ruby thought it was normal. Uh, because that's just how Three Oaks is. That's how trees grow in Three Oaks. You realize that this is probably what's happening. That this place is magical in that it is a a place of deep magic that actually causes nature to grow in ways that defy the natural laws of the world. And it probably does so in a way that protects Three Oaks in a little bit as well um, from outside predators, I guess you would say. Um, if this ever were to be destroyed, the woods could possibly, you know, cease to exist. It could cause probably a, a cataclysmic event in Three Oaks and probably pretty much destroy the um, the forest around it. And also, this is probably why those the Three Oaks in Three Oaks have are so huge and massive. You know that that that's probably why they they've grown over you know hundreds of feet. You know, and and are as large as they are. Okay, so just like looking at this, I read it aloud, you know, all, all who would enter must be tested, is that what it said? Yep. All who enter, who would enter, must be tested. You know what this is. This is, this is the source of all of the vitality in Three Oaks. Wait, so what was the stone? I don't know. Hmm. Um, Raytheon's going to uh, just scoop up some water in his hand and drink it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so you just scoop in and, and scoop your hand in there? You don't use one of the chalices? You just scoop right in there? Oh, I forgot there were chalices. Um, you can't. I mean, it's fine. However you want to do it, it's fine. I think Raytheon would just use his hand. Okay. Um, like Ruby is watching you the whole time, and you take that drink, and then all of a sudden you just you just feel lightheaded. What happens happens, baby. <laughs> okay, uh, you just pass out. Well, apparently Raytheon decided to ride the dragon. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh... But what you guys notice is this: as soon as like he starts fainting, the 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 roots move and catch him before he even falls. And lay him down gently, sort of on a, a bed of roots. Um, hello. Oh, I get it now. Can, okay. Can you hear me? Am I? Are am you, I awake? Uh, no, you're passed out. You're gone. Just yeah, I can't hear right then. Completely uh, gone. Hello. Can you hear me? Trees, uh, plants. Uh, the water moves and says, "All must drink from the well to proceed." Huh. Well, okay. this sucks. Do you want to seize the cups? No response. Uh, I take the chalice. Ruby takes the chalice. 
I want to be Ruby. Take take this last. If you see anything dire, um, we at least you'll survive this this nonsense. This is a bad idea. She looks at you and goes, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, I'm taking this first. I want. Listen, Morty talked about this when I was a kid. He talked about mm-hmm. this place being here, like it was a a place of old legend. Like everyone knows the stories about the 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 living well, the the well of the Three Oaks." There's good stories. I mean, if you pass the test. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, shoot. <laughs> I, I, I take the shot. Uh, yeah, she she takes the shot too. Katji wants to watch what happens. Um, um, Ruby and uh, Yulio immediately start to feel lightheaded. And not really dizzy, just like it, not really lightheaded. You feel super sleepy, um, just like that huge weight of just drowsiness. Uh, I, think, I think I'll fight this a little bit. Okay, you can make me a um, a discipline check or a resilience check. It doesn't doesn't say I need to fall asleep. No, no, you can fight it. You said uh, resilience or resilience or discipline. Um. Resilience, oh. they're both going to be, oh. or what you're going to pick? I'll go resilience. Okay, that's going to be four purple. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yep. All right. Let's see, if I had known that it was like drowsiness, I might have fought it, but I'm not going to retcon. <laughs> okay. I, two threats, so did I succeed, but I did get a triumph. You got, you got a wash, um, <clears throat> three failures, three successes, but you did get a triumph. Um, you did get two threat though, and I'm gonna say the threat is you're trying to resist this, and like you try your best, you kind of just white knuckle and start flexing. You're like, oh, and then just you you take two strain because of it. Um, but how do you wanna how do you wanna use that triumph? Here's uh, the thing: you're you're yeah. gonna fall asleep. Like the you notice the roots are like moving up to catch you. How do you wanna use the triumph? Okay, two options. One, if you can think of something narratively that I can that I can learn from from this, because of triumph, I'll take that. Otherwise, I'll hold on to it for a bit. Um, I think I think right now, hold on, holding it on to it for a. F- How about this? Let's play it. What if you played it to show your worth, like your your strength and your resilience to this this well. Okay. Does it make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right, Donovan. So Leo eventually, like, he tries, but he he falls asleep, and Ruby Ruby just like falls back, like she just does. She doesn't even fight it. She just lets go and just falls back onto uh, the roots. Now yeah, everybody's passed out. Three people are are asleep slash passed out, unconscious. Uh, Kaji, don't. Don't rob me. <laughs> and Kanji's backpack is just sitting there, right? I mean, uh, uh, Leo's. Yeah. <laughs> it's, on his, it, it's, it's on his person, so I would assume that, like, as he, like, falls back, it's, it's like, covered by roots. Roots protect me. <laughs> <laughs> and my belongings. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just going to say to the while, it's like, I think it you won't let me steal anything from these people while they're asleep. Uh the well responds with correct. 
<laughs> well, that would have been fun, but okay. Can I communicate with any of them right now through the web? No, it doesn't respond. Thank you. Okay, I go over and instead of like uh, cupping it or anything like that, I literally lap some water out of it directly. Oh, okay. Because that's what my people do. Uh, I'm going to try to fall backwards, just legs as splayed as possible. <laughs> okay. You all wake up, and uh, you guys are all standing um, by the... You're all in the middle of Three Oaks. And it's about noonday. Um, and a crowd has gathered around the, the largest of the Three Oaks. And you notice that there are uh, three individuals that are kneeling, hands bound, um, and in front of them is a large circular uh, cut of, of wood sort of in front of them. And, and they're all dressed like you. <laughs> no, uh, to the right, you definitely notice a, um, an executioner standing off to the side. And um, you notice that the crowds have gathered, and this is an execution. Oh, there is also a uh, uh, an individual that all of you actually know. You see Eliza, Marigold. Hmm. And uh, she walks over to you guys. Hello, Marigold. What's going on? Oh well, I'm not actually Marigold. I am. I'm your guide, I guess you could say. I just take... Are you the tree? You're the tree. I... <laughs> well, G-U-I-D-E to the other side. I'm... Let's just say that I am the magic that gives Three Oaks its unique qualities. But you're sentient, right? You could say that. Uh, were you a spirit, or are you a being that we would know the name of? Um, no, I... Don't really care for names. I I don't like being worshipped. Uh, Eliza will be just fine. Okay. Good. Nice well, to meet you. You know, you are one pretty spirit. I like. <laughs> well, uh, Eliza is a very beautiful and noble elf. Noble, you know Eliza. I know all who come through Three Oaks. Any werewolves? <laughs> she smiles. A rest easy, Cat G. There are, well, there are many people that come through Three Oaks, but you are in no danger. Oh, good. I'm so reassured. <laughs> she laughs. That is not why you're here, though. You're here to, to be tested, to see if you're worthy to proceed. I, I'm sure all of you will do fine, though. Just imagine this is like a dream. Okay, uh, if that's if that's the way it works, then I'm, I feel a lot better about this. I feel a lot less selfish about taking this time. I can I can live with that. Would you like to begin? Please. Sure. Uh, who are those three over there? Those are three who have been accused of crimes. And Which crimes. She motions to the first on the far left and says, "This." is a man who is a former mercenary. He was found drunk, passed out in blood-stained clothes, in a tavern with 20 dead people. The second, she points to the one in the middle, uh, which is a girl, probably about 
12 years of age. Well, she was found in, in her home um, with her family murdered. And uh, the townspeople believe that she is some sort of uh, witch. She murdered the family. She made up some crazy story about uh, monsters. The third is a woman that was found next to an altar. On the altar was a dead girl. She hasn't said a word. The townsfolk plan on executing all three of them. What would you do? Can we collect more information about this from them? You certainly may. Okay. I mean, were there any witnesses? Well, yes, there were some witnesses. Uh, which would you like to inquire about first? Well, let's start with the old mercenary. Yeah, the mercenary sounds like a good bet. She goes, very well. She motions to a uh, an somewhat middle-aged man. He walks over and says, uh, she goes, she looks at him and says, would, would you tell them what you saw? And he kind of uh, looks at all of you and takes his like cap off and kind of um, messes with it in his hands, kind of crumples it up a little bit, like he's almost nervous. Um, he goes, I will... He was threatened to fight everyone last night. They, they were uh, using slurs to. He was he fought with the humans on in the war, and well, they they didn't much care for that. They were there was a lot of large elf group last night, and they were um, giving choice words back and forth to each other. He said that they didn't watch out that they would he would take them all on and kill them with his bare hands. Well, uh. No, wait, 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 wait. We are missing something. He does not have bare hands. No, but how were... Was he armed? I don't know. I left. I got out of there. It was too... too. It, it was just getting out of hand. How, so you, how, well do you, how well do you know his character otherwise? He's always getting into fights. Has he ever killed a single person? Not that I know of. But I've never he seen him. killed a married person. Uh, he's, I've never seen him that drunk before. <laughs> so you believe he'd be capable of murdering 20 men by himself? I don't know. All I'm telling you is what I heard. Can we speak to him? Yeah, you, you may. Now, you said this happened last night. Is the, is the bar still there? Is the scene still murderous? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Eliza goes, yes, you, if you would like to go and investigate the bar, you're more than welcome to. Okay, let's speak with the, with the, assailant, with the uh, suspect first. Uh, I also would encourage you to talk to the second witness. Oh, there's another one. There is. And as she motions, she waves the other guy away, kind of, and he goes off stands, just not really, like, he doesn't go very far. Um, this one is actually an elf that comes up. Uh, I saw what happened. Uh, someone uh, inadvertently bumped into the mercenary. He hauled off and uh, punched him. And then a fight br broke out. And he began to just, with reckless abandon, kill every one of them. He killed them all. And I escaped through the back door. Um, I would like to see if he's lying. Okay, uh, this is going to be a, a vigilance check. Okay. Uh, two purple difficulty. That is not good. Uh, does, he give, does he give a benefit to himself in vigilance checks? Yeah, I, I let you get a boost die. 
Got it. So two purple. Well, that's three threat. Does anybody else want to see if this guy is being honest? Yeah. Yeah, definitely looking at him. Uh, Tightened awareness. Allies within short range of your character add a boost die to their perception and vigilance checks. Allies engaged with my character get two. I'll try perception. I get two boost dies when I'm near you. Okay. And how much, how much difficulty? Two? Uh, beat the crap out. I see everything. <laughs> he knows all. Um, Three successes, four advantages. <laughs> so at first... You not only know that he is lying, but you know how. <laughs> <laughs> um, you notice that... Um, you catch a glimpse inside his uh, jerkin, sort of his jacket, and notice that he actually has a wand on the inside. Um, you also notice that he is his he's very fidgety when he's talking to you guys. Like his eyes are sort of darting; he can't really make eye contact. Um, his feet are sort of fidgeting around. Even his fingers are like playing with uh, sort of uh, either buttons or just various things on him his personal self so you can tell he is lying huh oh what about for the other two advantage i what would you how would you like to use it okay in, in this in this case i want to use my my additional advantages to make this guy feel like he knows that i know something's up okay yeah oh okay yeah definitely and you want to give him like a disadvantage on his like check yeah, so, um, I just uh, as I'm looking at him, I like I look like I'll start to take notes. As I'm looking at him, I'll start to say, "Okay, let's see, uh, magic user, uh huh. Uh, let's see, fidgety, clearly hiding something. Um, let's list off off things I'm noticing." Okay, yeah, he gets very nerved out. Don, uh, Donovan, did you roll as well? Yes, I, I got uh, two successes, two advantages, and a triumph. Okay, can, can I actually hold on to my triumph? Yeah, well... I mean, like, here's the thing. I think the more important thing is after we're done with these trials, figuring out more about what the tree wants of us. So, okay. yeah, I, I'd like to say that for later. So, you guys, yeah, you notice that, and you could say that for later. Go ahead, and you can make a... I'll, I'll make a mark. I'll make a mark. Donovan. Um, Eliza takes you... After you guys talk to this guy, If you, do you have any other questions for him? Uh, yes, oh, I, oh uh, sure. I would confront him at this point. Okay, what do you go ahead? Look, I know you're lying. I know you're lying. What really happened? If, if you just come out and are open with us about it, you know, maybe we can, can we you you know we can get you the help you need. How dare you, sir, accuse me of such things? I'm negotiating with you here. You should take me up on this offer. You are clearly lying. Yeah, you're not fooling anybody, buddy. I'm going to step up behind, like to the side or behind them and just give a big sniff and go, something smells fishy here. I don't think you're coming at it correct. Is there more you would wish to add? <laughs> With that, he like tries to create distance and he pulls the wand and goes, you will never catch me. That man, he's a supporter of the war. He killed innocent elves and he got what he deserved. And how many did you kill through him? I. Only unleashed his inner evil. I I I I, I bind him up. Oh, I I I move to to hold him down. Um, I think I think at that point, uh, Eliza steps in and goes, "Very well, well done." 
Uh, and like yeah. she helps you bind him up. Like she, she kind of waves and he like freezes and you bind him up and take him over to the mercenary. And you like place him down in his stand. He gets up and goes, oh, thank you, sirs. I'm very thankful. I mean, not that I don't deserve it. I probably have done some things in my life that, well, I probably do deserve deserve what I had coming to me. We'll leave that to a higher court, won't we? Uh, he goes, thank you, thank you. And then uh, he, he joins the crowd. She goes, very well. You didn't even have to uh, examine the crime scene. You saw through to that man's true character. Not the GM. Balls up 12 pages of work. No, 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 no. Slowly I, throws it down. No, 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 no. No, I, I meant for this to be not as in-depth as you probably think you did. No, you did well. You did good. A single tear rolls down Matt's eye <laughs> as he wipes it away. My cats would be like, we could still visit the crime scene. I mean, it is a bar. Uh, no, she goes... What about these other two? We should really handle their cases next. That is, yes, the 12-year-old. Quite an interesting story with the monsters killing her family. Yeah. Let's go talk. Would you like to talk to uh, the little girl? Yes, please. All right, well, follow me. Um, and she leads you over and, and to the, the little girl. She looks up to you. She is full-on, like, crying. Her, her, she's been crying so much, like, her eyes are bloodshot. Um, and she just looks up at you guys. Like, she's kind of not, like, I think at this point she's, like, um, kind of like she's trying to, like, calm herself down. But she's still got that, like, shaky, she's like. freaked out kid crying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, hello, what's your name? Don't just call her what's your name. <laughs> my my name's Susie. Susie? I hear you've had a rough uh, couple of days. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us what happened? Well, um, last night, my dad, um, he, he helped this guy, and, and this guy came in. He, he found this guy on the road. And said he was hurt by some goblins. And when we started tending his, his wounds, um, I went to, to patch one of his, like, wrap his, his cut. He, uh, he, he bit me. And I felt really weird. And he started attacking, like, and thrashing about and, like, hitting my, my, my parents. And... I looked down, I, st I was, like, really lightheaded, and I looked down, and my arm was, like, it was, like, I, he must have poisoned me or something, because I passed out, before I passed out, my arm looked like, it, it was, it was, like, hairy, and it had claws, and, and, and that's all I remember. Oh, I'm leaning in right now before anyone does anything and smelling her. Do I smell werewolf? Sure, that's not creepy, Kachi. <laughs> Uh, your own crying girl. And touching my dagger. <sighs> make make a make a perception check. I think this is uh just one purple. Uh, I think you get a boost die, but you also get a black die. Perception you get two. You get two. Die. You get two boost uh, die. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, because because Raytheon is here. Next and I get to remove a black die. Okay. Awesome. So what'd you get on your roll? Three successes and an advantage. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, you smell werewolf on this girl. Um, 
And when you smell it, she just starts crying because she goes, I woke up and the house was like all messed up and my parents were dead and they were they were all torn to pieces. The man was a monster. I, I don't know what he did to them. Does Kaji inform us of what happened? Uh, I'm 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 clutching at her shoulders. I'm not striking her or anything. I'm nothing violent. Like, you girls, you've been bit by a bear. Do you understand what that means? No, no. Does that can it can it be cured? Listen to me. It is not not something to be cured once you become. If you have changed, are you certain that you were the one that killed them? Was 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 he still around? Did he die? Completely after he bit you, or I, I he wasn't there when I woke up, Eliza. Uh, what are the laws here regarding werewolves? Well, if a werewolf uh, comes to town or kills someone, usually it is a punishable offense. However, the law does not speak of someone being turned into a werewolf and inadvertently killing someone. Um, Eliza, what was what was the moonlight class? She smiles. It was a full moon. To be bit and turned in the same night, is that... I do not believe that's how that works. Is, is that how that works here? I would say that it's possible that if you were bit and it is a full moon, depending on what type of wolf bites you, or the circumstances behind it, uh, yeah, it might be possible. Especially if they are young, I would say. I think, like, it just could be a couple different reasons, I would say, that it could happen. I would, yeah, I was going to say that the possibility is a child might be more susceptible to the transformation just because of their different body chemistry and whatnot. I, I would say then that the, we need to see the, uh, the crime, the, uh, the scene. Uh, and I would probably say to her, like, uh, like, it is possible still that you did not yet turn, and that might be might be him who have done it. Well, hold on a second. Um, uh, to the townspeople, I say, are there any visitors? Who who here is not one of your member? They point to a few different people. Yeah, please come forward, please. They all come forward. You see uh, a man with a, a, his his son, supposedly. You mm-hmm. see a um a young another young girl, and you see two other men as well. Okay, little girl, look look at these look at these men. Uh, do any of them look familiar to you? Uh, yeah, she points to the one on the right. I think that was him. Sir, how long have you been a werewolf? I'm not a werewolf. Well, then, would you mind me smelling if you are a werewolf or not? And can you hold this coin? <laughs> I'll hold the coin. I give him a silver coin. He catches it. I don't know what that was about, but I'm going to sniff you to see if you're a werewolf. Is that okay? Sure. I'm not going to look very happy, just so you know. <laughs> if I, like, okay, just so you know, I might sniff you and then really hate you. But okay. Um, and I'm going to go over and, like, Start kind of circling and trying to try to smell out how much werewolf I smell at home from like the side. Is this another perception? Uh, yeah, it'd be perception. Okay. Do I get the same bonuses? Or- I think this is going to be a 
three purple difficulty. Yeah, same bonuses. You're near. Two, your... uh, two, yeah, two uh, two bon two bonus die. Yeah. Okay. Four successes, uh, one threat. Uh, yeah, he's totally a werewolf. You can definitely smell like that on him. Uh, I'm going to immediately uh, say to our guide, please bind him right now, as he is a werewolf. For all of our safety and for my sanity. All I'm saying is, you could take me in, but I didn't kill anyone. Uh, did you not? Did you not turn her? Are you not the wielder of this weapon? I may have turned her, but I was half out of my mind. Then how can you uh, accuse her of killing them? I didn't accuse her of killing them. You have at very least taken the life of a young, innocent child. All you can say is the girl says that I bit her. <laughs> uh, I see a werewolf. <laughs> Little girl, where were you bitten? On my arm. Could you show us? It's, uh, yeah, Eliza, like, unbinds her. She shows you. Well, it appears that she was bitten. And you look like a biter. I, well, at least let us see the scene first. Friends, let us make sure that what he says is true. I would not be quick to thrust his vicious remarks. That is mostly why I want him to be bound. So he will not flee while we check out the place. <laughs> uh, Eliza goes, we will make sure that he does not flee. And uh, she says, if you're ready, we can go to the, uh, the, her home, Susie's home. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, with, a, with a hand wipe, with a hand motion, she um, waves her hand, and you guys are now uh, are transported to a home. It has been completely and utter ravi utterly ravaged. I mean, it, had it not been for the total chaos in this room, uh, it would be a nice, quaint home. Um, a fairly small hovel, I guess you could say. It's, it's just a, a main living area, a kitchen. And two rooms, one for the girls and one for the parents. And in the middle is a fireplace in the living area. It has been completely destroyed. I mean, there are chairs broken, the table's broken, there are, there's food everywhere, there's uh, clothes and bloodstains everywhere. Um, you see the, the bodies. Um, the father is... Um, slumped over uh, a chest and uh, his arm is inside the chest almost as if he was going for something there's are uh, claw marks on his back and um, you can notice uh, Susie's sister was running towards her room uh, she did not make it and the mother is laying next to the cot that seems like it looks like that they had set up for the man uh, when they brought him in. Mm -hmm. okay, I guess we should look in that chest. Uh, the father, when you open it up, the father actually had his hand on a sword. Was, it okay. looks like it, this is where he kept his sword, and that's what he was going for. But we see bite marks and claw marks everywhere, right? Yeah, if you want to make me a perception check, you can. It's going to be two purple difficulty. Tell me what, what part of the room you want to sort of investigate. Uh, Don't forget that you get boost dice for me being with you. Do we still get one or two? Two. Two. We're, we're because them. you're in, in engagement range with me. We have his rings. So uh, I'm more than anything else looking to see the size of the bite marks and the size of the claw marks. 
Okay, you can check out the claw marks. Who else wants to? What else? Oh, you go ahead and make your roll, Catchy. <laughs> uh, five successes. Okay. Um. Hmm. Okay. You notice that the claw marks on the father are very large. Um, larger than a a little girl turning into a werewolf, large sort of thing. Um, the same is true for Susie's sister. However. I think this is the threat. Um, there is small claw marks on the mother's arms. Arm, one on like on her left arm. Are they but the rest wounds huh? or are um, they yeah, are they mortal wounds or it, all you know is that there's one claw mark down her arm. It is smaller than all the rest, but other than that there are no marks. No bites. No bites. No bites, no just one um small long um slash down her mom's arm left arm it's pretty Where deep on the arm? um probably from like the tricep down to the wrist but inside outside uh sort of yeah, inside like like outside curving inside sort of thing that's a inside, so maybe kinda. I think you would I'm have to make maybe she was holding the girl. You would have to make me a check to see a medicine check to see if it hit any like arteries. Or if it was a, a fatal wound. Yeah, like the thing that's more interesting for investigation is whether or not it was a defensive wound. If someone would like to investigate that, you can. A perception or a medicine? Uh, you could do either one. You could look. You could do like if you want to just examine the, um, the wound. You could do a perception or medicine. It me, perception. Here's the thing. Perception is going to be harder in this instance, but you, I still let you do it. Um, just. I mean, I could. I I've got some medical ability. Um. Yeah, you'd be medicine. What uh, what are we, what are we looking at here? You're going to do medicine. Yes. I'm gonna do perception if I uh, oh. one one purple, one black die. Okay. Alright, that is a success and three advantage. Okay. Luckily, the um claw marks miss any sort of vital arteries. So this was not a killing blow. However, upon further investigation, it looks like her mother uh, not hit her head against um Sort of the, the the counter, I guess you could say. Right, the so, kitchen. cause of death isn't isn't anything related to an attack. No, it's, it's more of an accident. Well, maybe it's more of an accident uh, ancillary to the attack. The girl well, didn't kill her. The the mother also has other like larger claw marks. Like, are those vicious? No, 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 no. All she had was one claw mark on her, and that was the little claw mark from mm. like on her arm. Um, you're not really, I think, looking at the scene, you're not really sure what happened. She may have fell. She may have been pushed. She may have been knocked. Um, you don't see, you see some bruising on the back of her head, and that's about it. When we get back, we might be able to, were there any marks on him that any of us saw? On the... No, he was, he was not hurt at all. Uh, can I make a general check? Uh, is it perception? Yeah, you can, you can, what, what do you want to investigate? I'm just making a general around the room. Okay. Um, um, Jordan, what do you want to do with those three advantage? Do you want to give oh, some three. some help to Leo, or do you want to, to use like them to... i to assist Leo uh, okay. with those. So, turn them into boost dice, I guess? 
three of them? Uh, I mean, you could find out something else about the yeah. the the woman, the mom, if you want. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, I just don't know what I could do with that, really. You so. notice that there is also a fairly large bruise on her sternum. Fairly large bruise on her sternum. Yeah. Oh, like she got punched. Um, so if you hit somebody hard enough, you can leave a handprint or something. Um, how big is the bruise? Does it look like a little girl's hand could have could have done that? Um, I would say it's it's kind of hard to tell. Like how big it's, is it? It's larger than a little girl's fist, but um, I mean, in terms of like, if it was her turned into a werewolf punch, punching her, you're not certain. In terms of that, you uh, you can't tell if it was the little girl doing it or the the man, but it definitely doesn't look like a small a small child's fist. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, okay. so. So, but th this is the turning point. Like, we know the big one killed the other two at this point. Yeah, we're fairly certain. Like, we're certain enough to say. Right, but so we just, so I'm, I'm going to focus on the area around this woman. See anything okay. else, okay? Okay. Sad, you have to boost die. Two, uh, two purple. Ooh. Three successes. Yeah, so you notice, like, you definitely notice that, that the man that was brought in was very wounded. Um, I mean, there was a streak of blood that was that kind of leads over to the cot, and then like leads Wait off of the cot. The sword. The sword. What do you mean? The sword. The, the sword's still in the box. Yeah, the sword was in the box. Okay, so that never got pulled. He was yeah. going for it, but like when they brought, it looks like when they brought this guy in, he was very mortally wounded. Okay. So continue his uh, blood path. Yeah, his blood path kind of sort of like trails off after a few feet, almost like I guess you could say like he was healing. It kind of leads you to believe that probably this guy was involved in all three deaths. I'll put you that way. Okay. Like the mother's on the left side of the cot. It looks like um that's where she was in terms of the little girl. You're not really sure. There's really no traces of her in this room. I, I believe there is. At some point, I, it looks like she was with the mom. Maybe the mom was holding her and she scratched her to escape or what. But either way, we know all we need. I want to kill this idiot so much and he's not even real. He obviously deserves death. Uh, obviously. Um, and I think we don't have enough information to accuse her, but we should at least get her help. Can I talk when we get back? Yes, you should. Are you, Eliza, that speaks up, done with examining the scene? Yes, and I feel kind of like a mean. This is a horrible situation. As she nods and goes, yes, sometimes there are horrible situations in the world. But it matters how we handle them and what decisions we make. I take it, I take it this was meant in a good amount for me. She shrugs. And with that, waves her hand, and you are back in front of the tree in Three Oaks. And she goes, who are you choosing to place the blame on? The man, and who is also bound on his knees in front of the stone, the, the wood block? Or the young child 
Oh, it's either or for sure. Or yeah. or, or both. Mm-hmm. Um could we have a quick huddle? Yeah. Let's huddle in this imaginary land where everyone can hear us because we can imagine. Although I feel like the longer we wait, the longer this werewolf gets green. And <laughs> right. the power means in wonder of whether or not she was to blame. Right. This is a question of public safety. Um Sometimes there just aren't good answers, gentlemen. Things uh, say, learn yeah. growing up in the in the in the wild. Uh, now, my, my, people, my people have plenty of answers. We kill them every time we see them. Even this girl over there would not be safe. But you know what? We would return little ones like that to their people sometimes. Even we are not monsters. But the public safety, they could surely find her some of her kind, some enclave, some hamlet. Sent her off to the where town there. Last who cares? I think at this point, uh, Ruby, who's been like extremely quiet and all this, speaks up, like kind of clears her throat and goes, <clears throat> "I mean, every, everything sounds good. I just want to offer, like, I don't, I don't think we should kill kill the girl. Um, right. I mean, I know she's. Huh. It seems like she's a werewolf, but uh, I mean, I think it was his fault. Uh, Morty t- told stories about." how like some werewolves uh, or a werewolf came and, and he helped them like be able to control it so I mean what what's to say that she can't do the same Ruby I come from a place where werewolves like that and I'm pointing at at, at the little girl not the guy kill kill ten people before they're taken down uh, my people hunt them because they kill us. They they snap even those with control, even those who feel like they can control. Yeah, yeah. But what if they're taught to like be good and to control it and to keep from hurting people? I mean, um, I'd like to do a lore check really quickly and see if I can think of any uh, any moments through history where something like that has happened on a societal scale. Okay, yeah. Um, that's probably. Let's see. With you, it's going to be too purple, but you're going to definitely get a boost die. Okay. Uh, yes, Finrear, the dancer of storms. <laughs> he just liked to dance. Neither bad nor neither good nor bad. Oh, he was quite Le- a dancer. Leo, did you roll? Did you roll? Both of you guys? Oh, okay. Raytheon, you no, rolled. I, I, it's I a wash roll. for me anyway. Um, okay. I would say, though, it sounds like you think I'm trying to kill her. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd she's say she's innocent now, but one day she will not be. That is most likely thing. Maybe. Right, but that that's her being guilty of being a werewolf, not necessarily murdering. In this instance, it appears that the man is responsible for all of the murders. Yes. I would say the man is responsible for the murders, um, even if the uh, the strike to the mother was fatal from her, it's still his responsibility. And I'd say now that she knows what she is, she can make the efforts to make sure she's bound on those full moons and take those precautions now that she knows. But he caused all of this tonight. Well, I would also like to point out that even as a werewolf, many of them can maintain surprisingly large amounts of self-control, even acting almost selflessly and nobly. So I feel like that we should... Submit the old man, to, the idiot man, to dead, and we should reassure the young girl of her innocence. 
and asked that she be sent to live somewhere with other werewolves who could help her to learn control, if that is possible. But either uh, way, just know that might not be likely. All right, Kaji, I, I agree with your assessment. Rethian? I'm one accord with you. This makes the most sense. Kill the man, free the girl. Agreed. All right, Seth, let's pick up with your character. You have been traveling, and um, through your journeys, you were told, um, actually pretty early in your, your life, I would say you were told of a place called Three Oaks that was supposed to be this um, quiet little town that was very um, special in a lot of ways. Like People talked about it with very fond... Um, sort of affection and it was supposed to be magical um and a place where i guess you could say misfits and odd people could go and find a place um and so i for whatever reason you've your journeys have finally brought you to the area of three oaks i guess the question is is what part of what what direction would you be coming from would you be coming from uh, the mountains? Would you be coming from sort of the the plains? I guess you would say the north or the south. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say the mountains. Okay. All right. So you come to Three Oaks from the mountains, and the first thing you see is um, you see a gate, uh, and and there's uh, just two two guards there. Um, there's a tower. Uh, and a gate, and what's really interesting to you is that the woods are so thick at the gate that, like, really, there's, they don't even need, like, city walls. Like, this forest is so thick um, that it would be almost nigh impossible on the outskirts of it to sort of penetrate it, at least at this section of it, um, with any sort of success. So, you come up to it, uh, there's a, a stone tower, and there's an archer on top of it, and there are two guards at the wooden gates. What do you do? Is the is the gate open or? Uh, yeah, it's open. One of the one of the gates. It's a double gate. I think one of the gates is open, and uh, one of the guards see you. Oh, look, we got a we got an orc. Is that a is that a orc from the the mountains? Uh, I have traveled far. I am coming from the mountains, but the mountains are not my home. I say, I never never heard of an orc coming living up in the mountains. Not your sort of place you like to live, is it? Depends on what you seek. Uh, you passing through or, uh, staying a while? I will go as the wind takes me. I may stay a while. I have heard much of this town of Three Oaks, and I should like to explore and see if this is a potential place for me to find a home. Uh, but if not, then I shall move along. All right, all right. Well, uh, there's, uh, as you enter in, you'll, you'll come across, uh, a temple. That's on your right in the woods a little bit. And then uh, you cross the bridge. The road will split. You take the left. It'll take you uh, down through main town. You take the right. It'll take you through uh, sort of the outskirts. Around towards the, the stables and the blacksmith. Is there any particular space that you would recommend? Well, it depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for nice accommodations? Or are you looking for uh, more uh, rustic? I, I can appreciate the rest of it. Well, you might want to go to uh, the Fourth Oak Inn. It's a little more probably your type. 
It's uh, it's if you cross the bridge, it's on the right. Just follow the right path. It'll be on the corner as you uh, turn to go towards town. Thank you very much for your help. My pleasure. And I walk through the gate. Um, they, uh, like I said, they open the gate a little bit further for you, and then uh, they actually close the gate. It, it, I would say it's kind of afternoonish. You make your way towards towards the town. Uh, it's not long, and you actually come to the path where it kind of splits off, and you see off into the woods the temple. Uh, well, I'm going to look towards the temple. Is it for a specific deity? I guess I haven't really asked you or read about the like religion, so to speak. Of. I, if you wanted to ask the guard, he would tell you, um, kind of like retrospectively, he would have told you that it's to any deity. It's not a, it's not devoted to any particular deity. It's open for all to worship. At least that's what the monk says there. Okay, I'll probably make a mental note of it to stop in later. Um, but I'd like to see some of the town before it gets dark. Okay, um, you head across the. What is a pretty large creek, um, not quite a river, but um, definitely a very deep and fast-flowing creek. And you cross and you immediately see one of the largest oak trees that you have ever seen, if not the largest. Um, but in fact, like at that point, you notice there are three other large oak trees that you see above all the buildings in this uh, little town. And I'm going to muse to myself that Whoever named this town wasn't very creative. <laughs> three oaks, three oak trees. <laughs> um, so you make your way, and you get to the fourth oak inn, and you realize why it's called the fourth oak inn. The out exterior looks like a massive oak tree that had been cut down and used to, um, and been made into a, a an inn. Basically, it's a nice building, uh, very rustic looking. You can hear the the sounds of what seems like uh, laughter from uh, the nearby uh, twisted um, oak tavern just further down. Um, but it's a it's a very nice building. It's a very nice inn, and also across from the inn, you see a path that leads up to a small knoll and what looks like a tower there. Uh, on the hill as well. Uh, defensive structure or something else? Uh, it looks like what might be a mage academy or a mage building, mage tower, something of that sort. Okay. Uh, we'll step into the inn. You, uh, you see a gnome sitting on top of a counter. Uh, just sitting there, whittling. Uh, he's got like a, uh, a funny-looking like fedora hat on. Uh, greetings, Master Innkeeper. Ah, call me Brannigan. Brannigan, might you have space for a weary traveler? Oh, maybe. I might have to look inside my, my little notes here. He, like, looks over. Yes. Just for one, or would there be more? I travel alone. How many nights are you staying? I'm not sure. Depends on what this town may have to offer for me. For one night, it'd be five silver. I will gladly pay for at least the one night. Would it be possible to retain the room further should I stay longer? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I'll hand over the five coins. Uh, thank you. And uh, he hands you a uh, key and uh, says, well, it's uh, down the hall on the right. Thank you, Brandon. My pleasure. 
He goes back to Whitland, like swinging his legs on the counter. So um, I'm going to make my way to the room, but I'm going to go kind of slowly and look through the common room to see what's who's there, what's going on, and all that. Um, it's kind of a quiet um, scene. Um, you... Oh, I could hear laughter coming in. No, no, no. You could hear laughter from the tavern down in the corner. You oh, definitely. Wow, really loud. Oh, okay. yes. Yes. Uh, they are very loud. There's only one or two individuals sort of in the common room. Very rustic. Kind of like um, a hunting lodge feel to it. Uh, there's a couple a couple trophies on the wall. Uh, there's a fireplace going. A couple uh, lanterns, you know, lighting the room. Allowing for reading or, you know, just, just a nice cozy feel to it. That sounds perfect after staying in the mountains. Uh, so yeah, I'll go to the room. Um, so I kind of set down my traveler's pack. Uh, if there's a, a chest or a wardrobe or something, I'll stash it in there. Yeah, I think this room has a sort of a locker that you can lock inside, the, like a little closet area. Okay. So yeah, I'll put down like my travel bags and such. Um, and, and then I'm going to go out and explore the town a little. Okay. Um, where are you going to go? I might stroll through the market. So I'll head I'll head out of the inn and follow the road down and around. And I mean it's a little you know, breaking the wall or whatever, but I'll go around the Twisted Oak Tavern and just follow it down to the market. Uh you make your way down and uh you definitely when you pass um the Twisted Oak uh inn, I mean tavern, uh you definitely can hear the uh uh, the celebration that is occurring. They are singing songs. They are cheering. Um, they're, I mean, this is, it, it almost sounds like a rowdy Irish pub. Uh, and then we're only, this is only the afternoon. I mean, this is like probably around dinner time, I think, like five, six o'clock, and it's already just, people are already celebrating it up. Um, so as, as I pass, I assume there's people outside of it as well. Um, yeah, yeah, and and oh, honestly, oh. Um, Seth, I would think that you would know. This would kind of be odd for you, maybe. Um, this is like this is the night of the anniversary of the Violet Night, the end of the war. I don't know if that was literally your birthday, but it was. It's at least close to your birthday, seeing as you said you were born around the end of the war, uh, fifty years ago. I don't know if. When you when you were thinking you were born, but um, you probably would know like this is the anniversary of the end of the war, so maybe this would. I mean, this is a human kingdom. Might be a little odd that they're celebrating a night uh, such as this, but also too like the end of the war was somewhat uh, cause for celebration, and it was the end of bloodshed, so. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not too weird. Maybe it's not that weird at all. I don't know. I can certainly understand it. Yeah, and there's a few people outside. Do you want to talk to them? Um, initially I was going to until you answered the question I was going to ask. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you make your way down. You hear the the uh, blacksmith hard at work. Uh, you make your way down to the market. The market is sort of. I would say calming down a little bit this time. It's it's evening, uh, but there's quite a few st people still peddling their their wares. Um, to the right, 
there's tons of tents and booths outside. Uh, there is also people going in and out of the main trade hall. Okay. Yeah, I might I might try to look for some like vendor food of some sort. Um, try to keep an eye out to see like which places have been like they look busy. That's usually a good sign that something's good. Um, I think on the corner you see a <laughs> um, a long-haired sort of mangy fella who's kind of like sitting on like a, a makeshift like hammock. Not really like a normal hammock, but it's kind of like a hammock that slopes down almost like a seat. He's kind of sitting in it, sort of just rocking back and forth next to his wares. And he's got everything. Uh, he's got anything from books to uh, trinkets, to uh, some produce, to uh, a few weapons here and there. Not a lot, but even even some, like, um, potions and elixirs that he's carrying as well. I might see if I can find a new walking staff of some sort for myself. I'm looking for what I might be able to find in the Genesis book, but I <laughs> don't see where like a quarter staff or that kind of a thing might be if you're just looking for a regular staff or like a, a like something like a bow staff i think that's that's going to be different if you're looking for a magical staff um like a bow staff has a rarity of zero i'm not going to make you roll on a rarity of zero mm. um so if you want to find a regular staff somebody's going to have a regular staff around here um if you're wanting to find a magic staff, you're going to have to make me a negotiation roll. Wow. If there's a chance of finding something magical, I'm going to take it. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. That's going to be three purple difficulty. Negotiation, you say? Yes. Negotiation. <laughs> All right. So three purple? Yes. Y'all have four, four uh, story points, man. Don't be afraid. Of, y'all haven't used any of them tonight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna worry about it. I have a, I have a presence of one. Oh, okay. This so is even not if I gonna spend be... a story point, yeah, it's not gonna be good. Okay. All right, well, make this check for me. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, so that's a success with three threat. Three threat. Wow. Okay. So I found one, but it's cursed. I'm just gonna take those straight. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, you you browse around and and you notice like you notice this mangy guy like watches you like walk by and you get your food and you come back and he's but when you come back by you you see some you see something you didn't see there before it is it is booth you see a, you see a staff and uh, it's just sitting there just right out front it wasn't there first time. But it was there this time. He's just he's just sitting there, just swinging on his little hammock swing, hammock chair. Well, that's not suspicious at all. All right, I'll go. I'll go take a look at it. I'm I'm there to look at the staff, but I don't want him to know that I'm looking at it. Hey, dudes, you want to look at my staff? I've got a good staff. Hey, man. <laughs> Yo, man. I see. I, listen, you're a staff man, aren't you? See, I I know one when I see one. You staff man, aren't you? Eh? Am I a right? Good sturdy staff can come in handy when no, traveling. Yes. Oh man, I got this. That's that's a good staff. Last one of my wares. Now I walked by this booth earlier, and you did not have this set up. Oh, see, I heard about orcs. I heard they were they were perceptive. Got to be 
Gotta keep your head on a swivel out in the battle planes. You're good. You're right. I didn't. I knew you was a staff man. That's why I brought it out, man. That's why, that's why I brought it out. That's why I brought it out. Now, listen. Don't be telling anybody I play favorites. Um, I look at it. I, what's it? What's the size? The make? Uh, it's a magical staff. It's a. It's just a regular oak magical staff. What can you tell me about this staff? Oh man, that's a that's a good staff. I got it up in uh, up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, I got it up in the mountains a long time ago, man. You know that's a good staff. Listen, it's only four fifty. That's a high price for a staff. I mean, is it though? All you've told me about it so far is it came from the mountains. I'm gonna counter offer then. Okay, you can make a negotiation. My one presence. Um, uh, with him, it's just gonna be a two purple difficulty. All right. Well, <laughs> for the sake of, I guess, haggling, um, I'm gonna counter with three fifty. All right. I think that's reasonable. I'm just a simple monk. Okay. <laughs> he like shakes his head. Oh man, I got. Listen, I gotta have four fifty out of it, man. Four fifty. I don't have four fifty. Well, I can't have I mean, you got something you wanna trade? I'm a monk. Well <laughs> I don't carry much on me. I mean you can work for me. Maybe work it off. Maybe. What do you have in mind? Well, maybe come back tomorrow, we'll talk. We'll talk tomorrow. How about that? That's just vague enough to make me annoyed. I'll see you tomorrow. As my man, he gives you finger guns. Ah, tomorrow it is. Um, I I try to do finger guns back, but I <laughs> get the I get the action wrong and I use the wrong fingers. Right as I as I walk away finishing my food, I'm like, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> All right, I think with that we're gonna screen wipe back to our friends. In the dream world, in the test of tests, in the... Yeah, the guy dies, and the girl's spared. <laughs> and the last guy, up. we decided we don't care about. <laughs> we definitely care about the witch. I mean, the uh, the sacrificer. I mean, the the suspected sacrificer. Okay, so uh, uh, Eliza mm-hmm. Eliza looks at you. Which one of them, or both, how many of them, who, who will you be? Who, uh, I, I didn't, who is guilty? I didn't, I didn't stutter. The guy is definitely guilty. All right, and what about the little girl? We do not have enough evidence to convict her. Um, she was not of sound mind due to his biting her, and we did not see. We did not see that she had murdered most of her family. We we saw something that might indicate that he killed mother, his mother, her mother. But there's enough evidence to say, with a reasonable doubt, that we can't say that she did I, for sure. As he's talking, I'm just going to walk over to her and cut her bindings and say. You are innocent of what you thought. She, uh, I think little Susie looks up at you and, and like with tears in her eye, like, I think she gives you a hug. Huge hug around the neck, just crying into your fur. Kachi. I kind of, <clears throat> and, and Feather and says, so I guess we go on to the next one now. Uh, she, like, let's go, wipes her eyes and nods and goes, thank, thank you so much. And um, she walks off. Uh, Eliza looks at you and, and says, "All right, finally, the last woman." So she's not speaking, is she? Uh, she has not said anything. 
Let's let's at least question her first, then move on from there. Hello, miss. She doesn't say anything. Do you understand me? She looks at you and nods her head. Okay. <clears throat> We're absolutely going to do everything right by you. We're not going to uh, make this a witch hunt for you or anything like that. She, like, kind of chuckles and, like, shrugs her shoulder. All right. Um, did, did you slay the individual on the, on the table, on the altar? Uh, she doesn't answer. She kind of just looks forward. So she understands me that doesn't. Does anyone else want to question her? Uh, I'd like to go over to her and inspect her. Inspect her? Yeah, to see if there's any, anything we're not seeing, any wounds, uh, any markings about her person or dress, tattoos. Um, uh, uh, okay, yeah. Um, you notice, uh, upon inspecting, you see some blood sort of like uh, dried around her, like at the corner of her mouth. Gotta wonder whose that is. Please, does anyone have a handkerchief? She has blood in I uh, just sort of like grab the fox pelt uh, coin purse <laughs> and just walk up like to, to, to like wipe it away. Can you open your mouth? Uh, she does. And you notice she is missing her tongue. Oh, yes. Or at least most of it. Like, has it been like burned? Because oh, otherwise she'd bleed to death. No, it 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 was well, it was cut, but cut or bitten? It was cut, but probably okay. you probably noticed like there's been some magic used to keep her from bleeding out. Okay, I was about to say like that's a lot of arteries, man. <laughs> did you cut your tooth? Yeah, oh, sorry. Did you cut Dance. your tongue? <laughs> uh, she shakes her head no. Wouldn't happen to be able to write, can you? Uh, she shakes her head, yes. Uh, I said, so somebody else cut your tongue. She shakes her head, yes. I was going to ask her, who did this to you? She shrugs. You don't know. Yep. Anybody got some paper and a writing utensil? Who did they say the victim was? Leo, do you, do you have anything? A young, just a young girl they found. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys can have paper. I, that's fine. Eliza brings you paper. And a pencil. Did do you know the girl who was slain? She shakes her head no. Okay. So hand her the paper, I guess. Um uh, right then? Uh yeah, yeah. Here, can you can you write down your account? Uh she writes down innocent. You are what innocent happened? for the girl. Uh she points to herself. Hmm. We need to inspect the scene. Maybe there are more clues there. Is there anything else you can give us that might help us? Eliza, is there, are there any witnesses we should see? or Is there what? Are there any witnesses we should see or anything besides the scene we should be made aware a of? A hunting party came across the scene. Mm. And she calls over the two hunters. And they come over. All right, guys. Um, <clears throat> let's say we question them separately. Separately at first, at least. Okay. So, you, good sir, step over here, please. All right. He steps, so, uh, he steps over. So, I've been told you found her? You found this scene? Yes. Uh, we were hunting. We heard a scream, made our way over there, found a dead girl on a stone slab, found the other woman unconscious with a knife in her hand. 
And may I see your knife, sir? He hands you his knife. There's blood on it. Ah, so a successful hunt today. Yes, we killed two deer. All right, I would like to uh, see if he's lying to me. Okay, uh, he he points over to the the deer. Um, a good ways off. He said, "No, look, there's there's the deer we killed. We shot." Was there anything unusual about the scene you you, you would want to mention to us? Well, she's a witch. Everything's unusual. She killed the um, young girl in some obviously dark ritual. Let's walk that back. You're assuming she's a witch. Describe the scene. I don't know how many people go around hanging out around stone slabs. I mean, we came up. Well, you certainly do. Are you a witch? No. I. We came upon mm. it after we heard a scream. And what if we had come across you? You there with a girl with a dagger who had just stabbed another girl. We Would did. I covered in blood, no less. Hey. Hey. You see how suspicious this could be and how jumping to conclusions helps we no one. We heard a scream. After hunting, we'd killed two deer. We were cleaning the deer. We heard a scream. We left our deer. We ran over to see what happened. We found a young girl on an altar, a stone slab, I guess. I guess it was an altar. There were all, all sorts of drawings around on the altar with blood, and uh, there were some herbs, and the other woman was laying on the ground unconscious with the knife in her hand. Okay, and so how was how was the girl in the on the altar killed? With the knife through the heart. Was it fresh or was it old? It was fresh. Was like, the knife still there? Yes, in her hand. Was she warm? Yes. The the dead body was warm. Yes. I was questioning this because of the scream heard. Difficult without a tongue. Did you find the tongue? She had a tongue in her. No, the uh, the living girl. Yeah, she had her tongue till we cut it off. You cut out her tongue. Yeah, she's a witch. Uh, Witches can't be casting no spells if they ain't got no tongue. Yeah, that's not even true. Yeah, that's not true. Oh. So you mean to tell us that you found a woman in distress and cut out her tongue? She wasn't in no distress. She, she was unconscious on the ground. What witch makes herself unconscious willingly? A spell gone wrong. Oh, yes, and you know so much about magic. You tell me that spells can't go wrong. You tell me that you know that they did. I know that they do. Everyone knows that they do. I'd like to go talk to his friend now. Yeah. Let's do do Ruby and and Cat G questioning that guy. I think that would be fun. (laughs) Yeah, where's being dicks to this guy? Uh, Ruby comes up to you, Kat Jean, and goes, so, uh, how do you want to play this? Okay, how about this? I'll be good copy, be bad copy. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Do you even know what I'm talking about? I think so. Good guard, bad guard. This could be very interestingly enough. Okay. okay. She, uh, she goes, she goes, follow my lead and winks. <laughs> okay, I'm very good at that. <laughs> I take a swig of my, uh, at one of my doom and wine flies. She walks over to him. All right, spear your guts, or we're going to string you up like the rest of these three. And she looks at you like side glance. Oh, don't get her upset. We don't call her Red the Killer for nothing. Look, we can't afford to lose another one. There's only one other witness we're talking to. Okay, Red, hold off some. But we'll at least ask him, like, his side of the story. I think we were to make a coercion check. <laughs> What's coercion off of? I can't quite read it. It's willpower. Oh, yes. 
I heard good. Okay. You want her to spin a destiny point? I mean, I'm okay with it being spent. It's not going to bother me. Yeah, I don't care. All right, let's do it. Uh, so that's a wash with two advantage. Um, he looks guilty, I think, at this point, and even says like, like he, yeah, he seems guilty. Like you don't, he doesn't crack, but he seems guilty. He's like, uh, listen, we were, we were, we were just hunting. I mean, uh, we had shot two deer. We we heard a scream. We went to check what it was. We thought someone might be, might be, you know, getting attacked by a, a, a bear. There's been a bear around this area. That's why we went hunting, actually. And we found the girl. We found the girl dead on this stone slab. Okay, so you were both like first on the scene. Yeah. And and then what happened? Well, I mean, the woman was passed out with a knife, and the girl was dead with a knife wound in her chest. Pretty obvious to see what happened. Pretty obvious. You didn't see what happened. You saw. Or pretty obvious. To, pretty obvious. To, I mean, yeah, but it's easy to know what happened. I mean. There's all these weird markings on the the stone slab and uh, all these like weird symbols and and there's herbs and what does that mean? Maybe they like herbs. Maybe they like symbols. You know what? Uh, I think you've done it, man. I mean, red is that enough? Is that all we want to speak? I want to help you out, man. But you got to give us more. <laughs> uh, Ruby starts like punching her fist, like shaking her head. Oh. <laughs> Dude, don't let her pop her top. She might start cutting things off. She's All right. Pinky. Um, make me a charm check <laughs> since you're trying to be good cop. <laughs> and I'll give you a, give you a boost die since you're like you're working together. Uh, two purple. I got a success and an advantage. Okay. Yeah. So he he breaks a little bit. Um, this is what he tells you. He goes, "Look, I, I mean, it did look suspicious. I mean." The sort of stuff that you hear about, like witches in the woods perform, like kidnapping kids and performing like rituals on them to, I don't know, keep themselves young. I mean, but I I didn't want to like cut the the lady's tongue out, but you know, my friend was insistent. Like, if we cut her tongue out, she can't she can't cast spells on us. Your friend insisted you cut the tongue. You cut her tongue out. Yeah. What were you thinking? That's a big. You lead with facts. You don't hold that in. Well, I mean, I didn't want to get in trouble in case she isn't a witch. What if she's not a witch? What if she was brought in on this? What if she's a second victim? Red, what do you think? Is that enough, or does she uh, become druish the hard way? <laughs> she, she, like, smiles a little bit, then, like, gets her composure back. I think that's enough. Oh, oh, oh. oh you might as well start exposing your belly button. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. We just, I just, we didn't, I just didn't want to be turned into a toad or something. I'd like to use my advantage simply to know if he's got any more that he hasn't told us. No, he's told you everything. Like, he's made it clear he didn't want to cut her tongue out. He thought it looked like kind of witchcraft, but he wasn't sure. It seems like his friend was the, the instigator here. Um, but, like, he's being truthful. I was going, okay, red, red. Oh, no, I have to hold you back. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take her with me for a bit to let her cool off. I don't want to interrogate early. Oh, let me at him. Let me at him. Maybe when we come back, you can take one foot, but you can't kill him or anything yet. 
She she like smiles and like shrugs her shoulders like thanks. All right, well let's let's talk to the other guys. But we have to. They're so boring. <laughs> they're not boring, Catchy. That's not nice. Okay. As as y'all come over that way, uh, Raytheon has one more question for this douchebag over here. How'd you stop the bleeding? We put some of her herbs on her tongue. Right, right. No, that's that's magical, that effect. Uh, just to clarify out of character, you did say that was a magical effect that stopped the bleeding on her tongue, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you want to make a, a vigilance check, you can to see if he's lying. Yes, I think that I do. Uh, my vigilance ain't great, but we'll see what we do. Yeah, one purple. This guy's not a great liar. Well, that's a success with advantage. Yeah, he's lying. He's lying about the magic, the herb part. Cut the shit. How'd you stop the bleeding? He, like, kind of sighs fine. We, we performed like, you know, it's like a little, it's a spell. It's like a cantrip. Oh, so you used magic then? Yeah, but it's not the same. You know it. Mm, no. At what point does Kaji get there? I think you yeah. get there at that point. Okay, cool. Okay. Guys, I, I think we kind of know he's telling the truth. We should check out the scene. Um, yeah, that seems wait. best. Uh, Eliza speaks up very oh, well. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Um, go, go ahead. I yes. go to the, the, uh, the, the girl without tongue, and I, I say, hey, did you know any of them before this happened? She nods her head yes. Did you know him? I point to the asshole. She nods her head yes. Would he want you to be quiet about something? Uh, she looks and thinks and nods her head yes. Okay, guys. Help me out please, here. Please, uh, could you write down what he wants you to not talk about? Don't worry. If he tries anything, we'll turn him into a fucking pincushion. <laughs> You're safe. You're safe here. <laughs> she writes down, uh, dark magic. Oh, 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 my friend, my friend. You know, in the forest, we just kill people like this. Does does he do dark market magic? I need you all to... Uh, she shakes her head yes. I need you okay. all to make me a vigilance check. Mm, I'm gonna vigilance the heck out of this. Wait, what's the difficulty? I'm gonna say this is too purple, uh, too black. Okay, remember, guys, you get uh, the two boost dice from being an engagement distance with me? Two purple, two black? Yep. Okay. Oh, boy. I'm gonna... uh, two threat. I'm, yeah, I'm not good at this. I do realize. I yeah, got one advantage. Wash, <laughs> okay. otherwise. Wow, that was good. Oh. <laughs> Ruby Con save the day. <laughs> hey! Yeah, buddy. <laughs> okay, let's resolve some of this threat. Raytheon... I think as she's saying that, I think you are totally like, you are ready to. Oh yeah, no. The second that she gets like the M of dark magic, yeah. I'm turning around to just, I'm just gonna get ready to shoot this asshole. Uh, hey, hey, everything. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I think Leo, you you notice something isn't quite right. Like she, you notice like she, it seems like she's playing off of you guys. Oh, guys, guys. 
Hold off. We need to talk over here. She's. Um, in fact, can I go ahead, or do I have to wait for Ruby? Yeah, I, I think Ruby comes over with you guys. You say yeah. that, and you all are like step a few feet away. Guys, she's playing off of what we say. We're feeding her information. Yeah, I think Ruby. When you say, when you say, like, I think she's feeding, like, like feeding off, playing off of us. Ruby goes, "Yeah, I think she's lying." All right, but we're tying both of them up: the girl and the dick. I think Ruby sides with that. As she goes, yeah, I think she's lying, but I'm in agreement. That was wrong what they did. They could have, like, shoved a sock in it. I mean, yeah, they could have just gagged her. It accomplishes the same thing. I know I, for one, wouldn't want a sock shoved in my implement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Enough gone about this. Let's go look. Uh, she looks to Eliza looks at you and goes, I can bound them if that is your wish. At least as far as they are potential suspects, yes, they need to be bound for now. Very well. And she waves her hand and they are bound. And they both go, hey! We didn't do anything wrong! Uh, quit yelling. I'd hate if something happened to your tongue in the process. Yeah, we'd hate to have to take away your ability to do magic. Yeah. <laughs> With that, both of them uh, kind of, well, the one that, like, was sort of more timid. He hasn't said anything. The other one, he quiets down at that point. Uh, with that, Eliza goes, very well, let's go to the crime scene. Uh, and she, with a wave of her hand, y'all are teleported into the woods to a, uh, a small, somewhat knoll uh, surrounded by trees, a little bit of, kind of like a grove, I guess you could say. Um, there's a stone slab, and the little girl is up on it. Uh, and But with that, I think we're going to screen wipe back to uh, Seth. What time is it getting to be? I would say at this point it's probably after six, or maybe even after seven. You spent some time. It's probably after seven. It's starting to get dark. And I might go towards the temple. Is that something that'd be open into the evening? Possibly. Yeah. At, at the very least, I'll probably continue the the loop kind of around um, through the southern portion of the town. Okay. Going by like the Starlight Tavern and around the shipping docks, and working my way back up to the north, okay, towards the bridge and sample and back, kind of completing the loop. All right, you get towards, you go through sort of the the residential, the town. You see some kids playing outside. Most of them, though, most of the families are either celebrating over a meal, or they are not there. That you could probably assume that they're probably out at tavern celebrating uh you get down to the docks the, the starlight tavern and you realize um you'd heard some of the the guard probably talk about it the starlight lake um maybe just some people around the market talking about the lake how it's really pure how it's been really beautiful the past few nights um and you do you you see it and uh the lake has uh sort of this bright blue glow to it almost like and as you approach you maybe walk on the dock uh, there's a gent a beautiful gentle breeze, uh, that fresh cool air being blowed across uh, the the waters, and you notice that this lake is lit by these bioluminescent sort of uh, creatures. Very small, very tiny, but uh, you know they sort of move with the the small gentle waves, and even maybe move on their own accord. Um, you notice that there is a thunderstorm uh, brewing off from the, the Howling Mountains. It's, it's late summer, so that's to be expected. Um, however, it's 
what you do notice is you notice um give me give me a either a perception check or a survival check uh, I'll do perception okay um this is gonna be two purple difficulty, and since it's evening, I need you to add two black dye to that as well. I don't get one back for the bioluminescent fish um I say you get a boost die for that. Oh. Okay, two threat. Um, you're worried. You notice a fog rolling in from the lake. And... It doesn't look good. And it, it's kind of worrying. Kind of troubling. Um... I think... I think... This sort of thing may be seen as a bad omen for your people, and uh, that causes, I think, too strain. I think this is something very worrying. Uh, or actually, no. Let's say, let's do it this way. Let's say on your next check, you get a black die. You're kind of concerned by this. Yeah, let's do it that way. Um, where do you head to now? And, and when you pass the Starlight Tavern, uh, you hear the same sort of um, jovial celebration taking place. I mean, they are singing songs. There is music. There are loud, uh, loud cheers, and you can hear the clank of, of cups being clashed together and toast being made. Uh, it is a joyous celebration, it seems like. Does my sense of foreboding come directly from the fog, or is the fog a sign of something foreboding? I'm going to say you're not quite sure. Yeah, I'm going to continue on my way towards the temple. Okay. Um, I think as, as you leave the docks, um, you start walking up the, like, the path, and... Um, it's at that point that you notice that the fog has sort of creeped into the town. Um, you kind of turn around, like, I, it kind of one of those things where, like, oh, this is creepy. I'm kind of going to get out of here. And then you turn around and start walking, and you're like, oh, no. It's, it's everywhere. Um, it's sort of creeping in from the east. You look to the west. You can see it through <laughs> kind of above the houses making its way there, even the way in your direction towards the temple, it, it's the same sort of direction. Okay, then yeah, I'm going to make sure I got my guitar handy. Um, I'm probably not going to put them on quite right away. I'm just going to keep my hands on them. I think as you, you make your way up towards the temple, are you still going to go towards the temple? Yes, but much much more cautiously, and I'm kind of keeping an eye on people I pass to see if they're reacting to the fog in any way, or if they're um, you actually noticing don't, it. Or... You actually don't see any people on the road at this point. Yeah, everybody's still celebrating in the tavern or taverns or in their homes. Okay, yeah, that definitely sets me off. So I'm I'm going to head back to my my uh, to the end to the fourth oak. I think you get back, and the little gnome is... Um, Brannigan. Brannigan, yeah. Brannigan kind of looks at you and goes, Ooh, things are getting kind of foggy out there. 
Is this normal? No, not normal. He's just whittling the stick. He looks at you and, and smiles. He goes, nothing ever happens in Three Oaks. That's just the kind of thing that lulls people into a false sense of security. <laughs> he laughs and shrugs, goes back to whittling. Since I have divine magic, is there anything I can use to kind of get a sense of things? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can use that. Um, that's going to be just a regular utility spell. Um, I think this is just a one purple difficulty to sort of sense, sense magic or sense evil in the area. That's a success with two advantage. Yeah, you notice, know something's up. That fog is not natural. It should not be foggy. The weather conditions are not appropriate for that. Something's up. Not only that, but like... I think you realize like this is a perfect time for something bad to happen. Everyone is celebrating. Uh, this is the anniversary of the Violent Night, the end of the war. Uh, you feel definitely a evil, an ominous, magical presence here in the town of Three Oaks now that you did not feel when you first entered. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell Brandon there's definitely something seriously wrong. Whatever preparations you can make to secure the safety of this establishment and its people, do so. And I'm going to go out and try to find, whether it's a town guard or something along those lines, to try to convince them to do the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, there's definitely a small um, little fort, barracks, actually right behind the, um, the inn. Uh, <laughs> Brannigan kind of chuckles. At you as you you hear him chuckle, sort of as as you leave, uh, you make your way to the barracks, and they're actually <laughs> celebrating as well. Um, there is one guard on duty <laughs> at the gates, and he even he seems a little uh, a little little tipsy tonight. Hey, look, it's an orc. Oh, we'll get rid of you up here. Heavens, okay. No, I suspect not. Listen, this fog is not natural. I believe there's something sinister that is coming. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ain't nothing happening here. It's just it's just a fog. I'm gonna facepalm. <laughs> I mean, come on. You want me to take you to my superior? I'm gonna go talk to him. Yes, let's do that. <sighs> Alright. Well, he gets up from his stool and uh, opens the door and uh, you go into, and there's a huge feast. You realize this guy drew the short end of the stick. I mean, they literally have in the courtyard a huge table uh, full of, I mean, there's tons of food. They're all drinking. I mean, they're having a good time. He leads you over to the head of the table uh, where a tall, very muscular, um, I would say very buff woman, uh, clad in blue and gold armor, uh, sits. Do I see any kind of, like, rank insignia? Uh, she is definitely a captain. Hey, hey, captain, this orc wants to talk to you about the fog. Ooh, and he laughs and, like, waves you off and goes back to his, uh, <laughs> back to his watch. 
she laughs, downs her ale, and looks up to you. Oh, an orc! You're a long way from the battle plains, my friend. Yes, I am aware. I travel a lot. And I came to this fair town just this afternoon, but as a monk, I am attuned to some, to some of the magical forces at work in our world, and I believe that there is more to this fog than meets the eye. I believe we should make preparations for protection of the innocents within this city. She smiles, looks at you, kind of like, like leans back, like, look, sizes you up, uh, wipes her mouth uh, from the, uh, from, you know, just kind of tidies up a little bit. All right, Orc, let's go. What was your name again? Makra. All right, well, uh, show me this, uh, show me this fog. Uh, before we go, do you have a magical advisor of some sort who may accompany us to corroborate? We got a, we got a monk ourselves. Uh, he's, um, he's a dark elf. He runs the temple. Usually he's our advisor. Uh, before him, we had, uh, the wizard who, uh, was, uh, advisor to the queen there for a while. I can't, well, maybe he still is. I don't know. She calls out, uh, Shorzy, uh, go, go get the, go get the monk. And, uh, they, he takes off. As she walks with you out the doors, uh, all right, what's, what's up with this? Why do you think this fog is, um, evil? As, as I said, I am in tune with some of the more magical forces and influences. I am a monk myself, but this fog does not seem natural. The conditions are not right for this to be a natural fog. All right. I'm trying to think of some way of you conv- I think she'll make a check. How about that? She'll just make a check. And um, we'll give you good odds. Because <laughs> I think you've done everything right. Okay. She takes a look at the, the fog. She looks up at the, the thunderstorm that's crested the mountains at this point. She takes a look at you and goes, well, shit. She looks at you and goes, Makra? Is it? Yes, Captain. I hope you're wrong. But if you're right, I'll buy you a pint. I actually have my eye on the staff, but I will take a pint. Uh, and with that, she uh, goes and, and hollers. Uh, she begins to explain what is happening. At that moment, a bright beam of light bursts into the sky. Uh, and the ground rumbles. The light, you notice, comes from the direction that you entered into the town. And with that, we're going to screen wipe back to uh, our friends. So, Eliza teleports you to this grove that's surrounded by trees. There is a, a stone slab. It, is, it definitely is not a single like flat rock. It is a flat rock that has been placed on two other rocks to make sort of an altar. You see a scene that was described by the hunters, the, the rangers. They uh, described it pretty well. Uh, it's a little grove. There's an altar. On the altar is a little girl. There's some herbs around the girl, as well as some uh, markings. Or, uh, I guess you could say, uh, runes. Could I make... Either a perception or survival check, just to kind of see what's, uh, what's what over here. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's easy. Uh, I think it's a, just a one purple difficulty. That's five successes and a threat. Okay. You notice that the glyphs on the altar or the runes on the altar are magical. This does seem like a magical, uh, a magic sort of ritual. The girl has been stabbed in the heart. You guys all see this. I mean, upon investigating it, you do see uh, a knife on the altar. Uh, it is bloody. Okay, Matt, I'm going to ask you a question about a skill that I have not revealed to the, to the party. Yes. Is it applicable here? No, you could. Okay. It's, it would not work here. You could, use, okay. you could use primal if you want. All right. I would like to. Um, okay, so this is just basically like you're using a utility magic, a uh, utility spell to detect magic here. I think if you want to detect a ritual, you can do that. If you want to detect, just detect magic. I um, think detecting a ritual would be appropriate to the setting. Okay. I think it's a one purple, but two black. Cool, that's three successes and a threat. Okay. You definitely notice, know that this is a, definitely a, a ritual. Looks like it has taken place here. However, you do not know what kind of ritual that is. I think that's the threat. Okay. You know that a ritual has taken place. You do not know what kind of ritual has taken place. Gentlemen, uh, this may seem somewhat obvious, but there has been a ritual enacted in this place like real magic okay could i uh could i make a survival check to see if i can uh track like entry and exit and how many people were here and all that stuff yeah just do a survival check if you guys want to investigate this area you could make it like a perception check uh the survival check is going to be two purple uh perception is going to be one purple success to advantage so this is what you get with the um the survival check Everything checks out. Everything literally checks out, just like the, the, the hunters said. They came up. You see two tracks coming up from um, sort of the east. They come up uh, on the knoll. They sort of approach the area, and then there are three footsteps that leave the area. Right. I'm less interested in them and more interested in the two women. Oh, um, you only see one footsteps. Do they look heavy enough? I, I'd like to spend my advantage to see if they look heavy enough for the woman alone or a woman carrying a load about the size of the girl. Yeah, yeah, she was carrying the girl. Okay, she was carrying the girl. She carried the girl there. Okay. Um, could I spend one other advantage to see, like, if there was a struggle? There was no struggle. Is, it, is there a sign of blood that the other girl bled out there? Yeah, is there like a lot of blood on the on the stone table? Uh, I'm examining the body in the altar specifically with my perception. Okay, there is no blood. Uh, the girl is pretty like other than the blood uh, that was used to. And this is, I think, Catchy. This is what you can get. I think. What did you, you got? What did you get on your roll? Four advantages. Okay, so so no successes. But I think what you realize is like blood was used to make these rooms on the altar, right? Um, you're not sure whose blood, but blood was used to make the runes on this altar. Leo, you notice that there's not any blood on this altar. Um, uh, but the girl it does have, like, blood stains on her shirt, like she had been, I mean, obviously she was stabbed, um, and she bled. 
Um, but it doesn't. It just looks odd. If if this girl was killed here, it looks odd. So I w- I will say you know she was carried here by the girl with no tongue, and there was no struggle. Maybe could it perhaps be that this was a resurrection spell or some sort? Uh, you said I have two advantages left, right? Yeah. Could I use those to determine whether it looks like the girl is killed in the way hunters might kill a prey? You determine that it looks like... I would say since you, since you failed, this is what you get with just two advantage. You know that the, the stab, it's at an odd angle. It's at an angle that um, is not straight in. It's sort of like tilted up a little bit. It's like a mercy kill. Mm. No. It's like someone taller stepping down. No, I would say the blade came from underneath. Does that make sense? Down and up? Down, from down and up, yeah. Um, Leo, you notice that the little girl's mouth is bruised around her mouth. Almost like a hand, hand print is on her mouth. Is it a large handprint? Or is it a small handprint? It's hard to tell. It's not a fully formed bruise, if that makes sense. I open her mouth. Nothing's in her mouth. Okay. I mean, her tongue, her tongue, her teeth, but nothing. I wipe wipe my hand. (laughs) Okay, I think Ruby's going to make a roll. Oh, she didn't do good. Oh, Ruby. She looks at it and goes, I don't she goes what's really odd is there's these flowers on the altar i don't know what was happening here but all the flowers are dead primal check please yeah you can you can try what are you trying to do you trying to detect the magical ritual again yeah like the nature of it like noticing now that like with new information that the flowers around the place died yeah i think it's two purple one one blue since Man, got we really need a monk or some priest of God, some kind. <laughs> Not all of us can be in dreamland. Well, that's success to advantage and a triumph, my friend. Okay. When Ruby says that, it, uh, you're like, wait a minute. Um, you do another, I think you do another magical, like, sort of, you sort of put your palms, like, on the magical runes. She was using a resurrection spell. That's the success. Resurrections. Kaji, you were right. So do you think it's at all possible that the hunters actually didn't do anything wrong with their hunt with uh, uh, their hunt, like they weren't trying to kill somebody, but perhaps they killed like a druid who had been shapeshifted or critically injured her, and her friend was trying to bring her back. They said they were tracking a bear. Is there any bear hair around here? Bear fur? No. What about deer stuff? She Did I notice any her. animal tracks? No, because because she was carried in. Yes, where was she carried from is the question. Is that part of the scene? I mean, you see one set of footprints coming from, like, the opposite direction of the hunters. So she was brought here from where the hunters were at. I'm saying it's, it seems more likely that the hunters killed and what they thought was an animal and turned out to be Druish. You still have two advantage and one triumph, Jordan. Um, okay. 
How close was it to being enacted? It was very close. So it was like on the edge of it. But something went wrong. Something did go wrong. So can I get the triumph to use the triumph to know what went wrong? Yeah. You sense that this ritual was done by performing shadow magic. Okay. The reason it went wrong is because shadow magic can heal, but it heals at a cost. You, there has to be an exchange. It doesn't really heal. It's almost like... And thus the flowers, it's like, it rebounded on her... It's like force... It's, yeah, it's like force drain. It, it okay. literally drains the life so, from one thing to give it to another thing. Okay, so I'm going to relay this information to the party. Everyone, this magic is... It's dark magic. But she was the one using it. It... It can heal. It can, but at a cost. The, the flowers, for example, are part of this, but it appears as though it rebounded on her, and that's the scream. Ruby goes, wait, what kind of dark magic? Shadow magic. That's punishable by death. Yes. Oh, just in general, shadow magic's punishable by death. Yes. Oh, oh yes. That was passed after the Great War. Okay, problem solved. Let's dance back to the to the place. Eliza, even if it was used, even if it was being used to save, what what if a ranger brought the dead one? No, no, the dead one was was brought by the woman. Oh, this is a mess in my head. Well, we know what must be done. Well, let us not forget that. Um, Death itself is only partial by death because of society's decision to carry it out. Even death itself is uh, socially driven. Well, yes, well, but the atrocities committed by shadow magic. I care more about why this was done, but it seems more and more likely that the tongue was cut out to silence only because of the dark magic. Do you think that's correct? That seems like it would be the case to me. Yeah. I mean, if I saw a shadow mage... Uh, Ruby, <laughs> Ruby speaks up and goes, I think they are too stupid to even know what's going on here. Yeah, I don't think they know this newest shadow magic. Uh, they should be punished, but not killed. Raytheon sort of shudders and says, Really, really, we, we, should, we should return. Okay, so like pretend, pretend there's a child and you're explaining this to them. Like, what would you tell them? I'm, I'm curious because I, I'm around children sometimes and they need to be told things. It might be good practice to tell me what the heck's going on. Uh, Ruby looks at you and goes, shadow magic is basically the most dangerous of, of magic. It it ta the reason why it's so dangerous but so powerful is because it literally taps into the shadow realm. Like, that's what happened on the Violet Night. That's why demons and monsters and some even say the, the Violet Fever was created and, and brought into this world or brought into this world. It was through shadow magic. That's why it was outlawed. 
Does it corrupt the individual at all? It can. Most of the time it does. Some have been said, I mean, there's legends. I've, I'd have never seen one. I've just read it and, and been told the stories. I mean, there's legends of of individuals that casted it that become transform into horrible, horrific monsters because spells go wrong or um, you could even you could even lose your soul through the, the use of it or you could create powerful items that could never be destroyed. Or the, steal the souls of others. Yeah, possibly. I mean, maybe in in theory, I guess. But how do we know what happened here is the question. I was following when I thought that maybe a hunter had almost killed a prey that was actually a shapeshift. But now I don't know. I'm lost. I sort of pull Ketji over to the runes and start explaining as in, in as elementary terms as I can. Like, this is the part that makes it start. This is the part that, that transfers life. This is the part that she didn't write correctly. And this is the part that rebounded on her and started stealing life from her because she mislaid the runes. Uh, Jordan, give me a perception check. All right. Uh, just one purple. Oh, goody. <laughs> That's two success, three advantage. Uh, as you're doing this, you notice Ruby is... She... You catch her just staring at you, and then, like, she just slowly backs away from you. Ruby, it's not like I can cast stuff. I just it. You, you know a, a lot. How, how do you know so much? I just, like, wave the, wave the textbook at her and just be like, uh, been reading. Oh, okay. okay. The grammar's all the same. It's just you can't use these words. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. All right. You had me worried. Sorry. This test has really thrown me for a loop. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, dead on right. That's that's where she messed up. And she goes, I only know because Morty taught me how to look for this stuff. That's probably why all these flowers died. And the reason she screamed is because it probably started drawing on her life force and she couldn't continue the spell. Do you see now, Kachi? Uh, yeah, and, and you apparently know a lot about dark magic, and we need to keep that secret, too. Okay, got it. Uh, Eliza looks at y'all and goes, are you ready to make your judgment? I think we know what we have to do. Well, though, keep in mind, um, she is not guilty of murder, as far as we know. Or we can't claim she's guilty of murder. Um yeah. Are we just deciding whether or not she's she's uh, committed a crime deserving death in general, or that she's guilty of the murder? I think that we can do both. I think Ruby says she's guilty of practicing shadow magic, and by law of the land, that's punishable unto death. Okay. At least that's how I see it. I'm not a member of the land. If she did nothing morally wrong, I don't think she should be killed. Oh, this stuff is morally wrong. Well, she just wanted to bring back the person she loves. Is that morally wrong? Tell me if you haven't felt that. Shoot, I wish I had known black magic back in the past. Just because you can doesn't mean you ought to. Oh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. 
If that keeps me alive now, I'll say yes, but uh, that's as good as I can give you. Nothing ever comes back whole. Not when it's broken that much. Mm. I don't know. Half of something you love is pretty good. Based with nothing. Or Look, I realized that neither of us were around for that war, but there were generations lost that day because of this kind of magic. You know my vote on this. I would yeah. try to let her go. Eliza looks at you and says, says, there are two for, and there is one against. Leo, what do you say? Is Ruby correct about the laws of this land? Uh, you would know this. I, anyone who's traveled extensively throughout the land would know, like, shadow magic. Eventually, you probably would have heard something about, like, shadow magic. Like, it's been outlawed. It's shadow magic along with, like, shadow touched or shadow weave weapons are very illegal. Uh, that's Okay. Um, when you ask Eliza, Eliza says yes. Uh, the people of Valeria have made it a law that shadow magic is not to be practiced. What do you think about that, Eliza? I am not here to cast judgment. This is your test, not mine. Mm -hmm. Well, for mine, I am not above the law. So I believe that we should enforce the law, uh, at least to this level. Um, but I'm ignorant of shadow magic. I'm ignorant to know whether or not the law is unjust. I simply don't know in this case. Um, I don't necessarily think she's guilty of murder, though we also haven't weighed out, uh, ruled out that she committed the murder in the first place. Can, can I speak to her just one more time, quickly? Yes, uh, and with that, she takes you back to in front of the, tr three, the tree in Three Oaks. Um, okay, and I, I go to the, um, to the woman, or to the girl, and I say, uh, I have a few more questions for you. She nods. Um, did you injure the woman in on accident? Uh, she shakes her head no. Did you, did you injure her at all? No. Was she someone you cared for? Yes. And so you were trying to heal her? Yes. And you're aware of the crime of committing that type of ritual? <sighs> she smiles and shrugs her shoulder. Shoulders. Oh, well, dang. It's more so like, not like an admission of guilt or innocence. It's more like she doesn't care. So that makes sense. Yeah. So you're saying you don't care because this is someone you loved and you did what you felt like you had to do. Yes. I'll go back to the group. Um, I guess it comes down to whether or not this action is evidence that you would kill him. Um, if we're just playing this like, uh, like it's what we would do, I would not kill the girl. Because she did not murder her. That's only if we're judging this purely on the metric of murder. Technically, if you look at it that way, there was no, no crime because she did not commit the spell, correct? She still attempted to cast it. Is that enough? I mean, she didn't do it. Uh, well, Rathian, why is it so inherently evil? If you just try to heal somebody, to resurrect somebody you, you loved, why is that instant death? Because it taps into the shadow realm to do so. I, Ruby looks and goes, the reason it's bad is because it requires the death of something else. That's how shadow magic works, at least when it heals. But she clearly wasn't able to use something, or she was trying to use herself. We don't know what else she's done. Maybe this was a good deed, but that doesn't mean that she's fully good. 
and it was outlawed for a reason. I would much rather yeah. though she be tried for something she she did that's provable. I've sw- I've decided I've changed my mind. This this test is based on my own morality, my own choices, and by my own law, my own rules. I would not kill her. If you want to try and, and like convince her to 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 um to pardon this girl's life, make me a charm check. If not, if you're gonna leave it up to Ruby, I know what Ruby's gonna do. Okay, I'll just ask, I'll ask, I don't want to charm her. I just want to ask her, I want to debate her, basically, just ask her a question. Ruby, you love your mother, right? Yes. If someone killed her, and you thought that this ritual would bring her back, you, you thought it would bring her back, would you try it? No. Okay. I, I will not even try to persuade you, then. You stick by your guns. I, I'm going to try a, a charm check. Okay. Well, I think that argument's bunk. Uh, so what's difficulty? This is going to be one purple, one red. <laughs> That's your charm against one purple, one red. This is an opposed check, so it's going against her stats. Boom! Look at that. All right. Um, what do you say to convince her? If we were all charged by what? We wanted to do, or even planned to do, would you still be innocent? Many great people came near to bad, but turned turned good. We have no evidence she has completed any. Perhaps this will be the moment that makes her know the meaning of life. She can become the greatest healer in the land for all we know. But to charge her and cast her away now robs her of even that chance. You're talking about the woman who lost everything. Here to her. Of course, she's risked everything for her. Now she has nothing to learn. So, what you're saying is, is this may have been the only time she's ever used it. Correct. And just because she used it doesn't mean she should die because it failed. She, Ruby sighs, goes, okay, I, I think we should let her go. With a warning, though, I mean, maybe we should talk to her and, and tell her. Oh, yes. A warning to not do the thing that she has already done. A warning to keep her from indul- indulging in the magics that we know calls so deeply. That should stop her. I think the threat is, uh, upon hearing this, the hunter has breaks out of his bonds and... It starts to start screaming, No! You will not let this witch go! Uh, and pulls a knife. What do you guys do? I go to protect the girl immediately. I stand in front of her. Raytheon doesn't move. I, I pull out my, my sword and shield and say, uh, Put away your weapon. Eliza waves her hand and says, I believe I have seen all that I need to see. And with a jolt, you wake up. And there standing in front of you is your guide, Eliza. But also, you see another familiar face. You see Morty. The content of this podcast and property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. The Genesis role-playing game, Genesis logo, and Realms of Turnoff are property of Fantasy Flight Games. 
The content used from Genesis Foundry belongs to their respective owners. The hilarious setting and setting books is property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. Music is provided by Rayburn Johnson or otherwise stated in the show notes.